I was really gonna build upon dead men's bones like the Pharisees and take a missions trip to Vatican City and learn some Jesuit sorcery, but God had other plans. He says, I have not called ye a sorcerer, but a son of God. <laughs> the love of God so strong today, just melting. I was at the gym and uh, got a notification that Rodney Howard Brown had gone live. I turned it on and did my whole gym workout for two hours listening to Rodney and I got so high and drunk on the Father's love and I noticed it was going through everyone's hearts and the whole place was blissed out, completely full of the intoxicating presence of the Lord Jesus and so I just really honor Rodney for what all he's done in the last 30 years. Thank you Jesus. A lot of people doing a lot of cool stuff. You know that? People get caught up in red letter ministries and sometimes a demon get on their head and be like, this is the only place that God's moving. No, he's doing stuff all over the world. Gigantic body of Christ and it's got about a billion people in it. A billion. With a B. A billion. It's true. You got an outer cart that's hundreds of millions. You got an inner cart that's millions, and you got a holy place that Red Letter Ministries is called to populate, which is why we take a lot of flack from the inner cart charismatic church that's still God outside minded because they haven't entered the Holy of Holies or they haven't realized the glory of the Holy of Holies in their stomachs. And that's when you begin to manifest sonship or become Huyos, sons of God. Inner court Christians are technon, holy place Christians are. And people go in and out of the outer court, inner court, and holy place, and it's a gigantic kingdom. The scriptures clearly say the kingdom of heaven has an outer court, an inner court, and a holy place. Amen. And where do you want to be? Well, that's where you are today. You want to go higher? Sacrifice more of your heart. Pour out your blood as a drink, as a drink offering on the altar of God. How do you do that? Sacrifice yourself and don't be self-promotive. Don't be self-conscious. Don't be selfish. Be Christian. I'm not making fun of you. It's just the warring nature of the Lion of Judah and the King of Israel of the 12 tribes of the 12 stars of the bride's crown is a warrior. Our God is a mighty, mighty, butt-kicking king that don't mess around. I was seeing it during worship. That was some of the sweetest, highest praise we've had at Joel's Bar today because it's just a new degree of apostolic grace called divine love. And God was showing me the Lion of Judah is the strongest warring angel. Yes, angel. He's the angel of the Lord. Yes, and he has flesh on, so I'm not Gnostic. You're just clueless, and you don't understand the, the things of God. And another thing I was seeing is that this warring king, he's going to destroy all the enemies of your spirit, of your born-again, created-in-the-image-of-God spirit. And 
A lot of people hold on to stuff that God wants to destroy in their heart and brain because they're immature and carnal and they don't trust God to give them something better. But he's the father of spirits and the author and the perfecter of our faith. I've been on the same narrow path for 19 years now, going on 20. And I'm telling you, if God takes something away, he always has something better for you. And <clears throat> I had to learn that lesson. I've been destroyed and rebuilt seven times into pure gold. Not that I'm perfect, but I've been destroyed and rebuilt seven times. And each time my faith grew, as wisdom built her seven pillars of the seven flames of the throne of grace through my heart, slaying my soul. And it is a slaying because you're completely dead to your human nature and alive to the Lion of Judah, who has opened the seven seals of our hearts and our minds from within us because many of you are coming into sonship people can come into sonship doesn't need to take 20 years of the school of hard knocks I mean I have seen it for a long time that as we gel this thing and it becomes more acceptable and not fringe worldwide that people will actually be born again manifesting the menorah of a Hugo son of God from day one and they won't ever know the inner court or the outer court. They'll be born and raised in the throne room of God, like I was. I was born in the throne room, a holy place, kingdom age Christian, in 1999. As a sovereign sign and wonder of God, of what's coming, the sons of God, that will be born and raised in the throne room of the heavenly Sanhedrin. Born and raised in throne room, holy of holies, glory, Holy of Holies grace. Amen. There will be millions of us buggers. Millions. The man-child company. Amen. It's going to be awesome. God is going to melt your enemies' hearts with love. And they'll get darker. No doubt about it. I've watched people. Because you start walking in that kind of love, that kind of holy place love, that kind of sacrificial agape, where you're laying your life down serving them the perfect crystal clear living waters of God the Father and God the Son of Revelation 22 1 and they're just angry at you they're bitter towards you they're murderous towards you God was encouraging me today about the two thieves on the cross if Jesus is the exact representation of the invisible God and the thief on his left couldn't be saved and was attacking him and he that means and he's not a failed minister. That guy was attacking the Son of God on the cross as they were dying. And Jesus is the perfect ministry of the Father. So people are going to reject you. <laughs> people are going to attack you. Here is the love of God, the Savior of the world, dying on the cross. The precious one on the right, I'll see you in paradise. This man is a, is a righteous man. And that's what the thief's witness was. And Jesus looked at him and was like, Your heart melted. You received my love as I'm hanging here naked. I'll see you in paradise. Abraham's bosom. The other one, same exact love towards both hearts. But the thief on the left hardened his heart and got worse next to the Messiah. So we've seen a lot of that getting worse, nastiness, and there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, you could cry and intercede and do whatever you want for the sons of perdition. 
and you don't condemn them, your full-time job is to love. They condemn themselves when they reject that drink of your agape, divine love. And a lot of people got to get beat up by their school of hard knocks, by their own sin, to recognize how prideful and how goat-like they are in Satan's nature of religion that's always nitpicking, attacking, accusing, pointing out specks while they're a plank and a hypocrite every day. And you just let the religious people destroy themselves. Pride comes before a fall. That's the most loving thing you can do in Jesus Christ's ministry. I mean, you look at how Jesus reacted to these murderers, these self-righteous, these whitewashed tombs, and these broods of vipers that were everywhere in Israel, and they were the rich, upper class, holding the peasants down, making them do the blue-collar jobs as they just took in all the money, selling all the new books, selling all the CDs, running all the synagogue like the Mafia like the Roman Catholic Church of Italy called the Mafia, and they just held the people down as a working class. You'll never be anointed like us. You'll never be the hierarchy, the upper class like us. That's the sin of the religious spirit that separates laity from clergy. It is as diabolical as it gets. That's why Peter says you're a royal priesthood. Every single one of you has the Spirit of God. And it's going to be a movement of what these hierarchy people, you know, you could even say billionaire class or the hierarchy of the church that's not the church at all, but a tabernacle of Molech. To them, it's going to look like a peasant uprising, like a pitchfork and a torch. The farmers are angry and they're coming to burn your barn down with the glory of God, with the royal priesthood and the order of Melchizedek, the power to the people movement. And it's a revolution of love. It's a revolution of the Holy Ghost. It will melt the seven mountains of the tabernacle of Molech in all human hearts. Seven mountains are diabolical. That's the hardness of the human heart. That's the tabernacle of Molech. Like it says that the human heart is wicked above even knowing above knowing, which means you have to be actually a sorcerer to know the wickedness of the heart. And I come out of that and I tell you, the heart goes right into the throne of Satan, his white bone throne in Tartarus hell. And the human heart that's not circumcised drinks the dragon's waters from the throne of Satan in hell continuously unless an apostle or prophet comes around and brings springs and rains and circumcises and disconnects their hearts and minds, by default, all human tribes on earth will suck off the throne of Satan. That will be the source of all of their thoughts, all of the intentions of their heart, as you've seen demonstrated in every type of tribe and nation and civilization for 6,000 years except when God intervened and brought grace and brought living waters, brought freedom and abundant life. So you see the two thrones or the two trees and the two kingdoms in the garden. One is religion and the other is unconditional agape love. Agape is the most pure and perfect demonstration of what God actually is. No religion can demonstrate agape. 
I mean, you can't do it in Buddhism, you can't do it in Hinduism, you can't do it in Islam, you can't do it in any religion. You can't do it in the occult, obviously, but you can't do it in New Age, you know, they'll say they're love and all that. But when the divine agape love of the throne of God that created the heavens and the earth with a whisper comes around, it melts those seven mountains. As it's written, the mountains shall melt like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of all the earth. And those mountains melting like wax is the dissolving of the chains of sins in the nation's hearts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there is no greater supernatural power than love. That's what it says in the Amplified. And in verse 13, If I can speak in the tongues of men and even of angels, but have not love, that reasoning, intentional spiritual devotion, such as is inspired by God's love for and in us, I am only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, and understand all the secret truths and mysteries and possess all knowledge, and if I have sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, God's love in me, I am nothing, a useless body. Even if I dole out all that I have to the poor in providing food, and if I surrender my body to be burned or in order that I may glory, but have not love, God's love in me, I gain nothing. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over in jealousy, is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking, it is not touchy, or fretful, or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. <laughs> it does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when truth and righteousness prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes is ever ready to believe the best of every person. It hopes, its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Oh my gosh. Love never fails, never fades out, or becomes obsolete. It never comes to an end. As for prophecy, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, it will be fulfilled and pass away. As for tongues, they will be destroyed and cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. <laughs> Glory. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> it will lose its value and be superseded by truth. Knowledge, you feel that? That's a big one. For our knowledge is fragmentary, incomplete, and imperfect. And our prophecy, our teaching, is fragmentary, incomplete, and imperfect. But when the complete and perfect total comes, the incomplete and imperfect will vanish away, become antiquated, void, 
and superseded. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child, technon. Now that I've become a man, huyos, I am done with childish ways and have put them aside. For now we are looking in a mirror that gives only a dim, blurred reflection, a reality as in a riddle or enigma. But then when perfection comes, we shall see in reality face to face. Now I know in part, imperfectly, but then I shall know and understand fully and clearly, even in the same manner as I have been fully and clearly known and understood by God. And so faith, hope, love, abide. Faith, conviction, and belief respecting man's relation to God and divine things. Hope, joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation. Love, true affection for God and man, growing out of God's love for us and in us. These three but the greatest of these is love. Hallelujah. It's going to melt everyone's hearts, you guys. We have come to a place where we can love perfectly. Love is the most mature thing you can become as a Christian. In fact, when you receive God's love, that's the only thing the Holy Spirit has ever been trying to develop through your heart. And the only temptations you've ever had is to not love someone else or not love yourself. To listen to the enemy and hear that excuse, that temptation, that, it, that reason, the human reasoning in the brain realm, why that person does not deserve God's love. Here's the things they did. And they're all lies. They're all lies. I mean, it's like God clearing the name of Red Letter Ministries and Brandon and Penny Barthorpe. They're all lies. The whole world's been filled with lies about us, and God's just going to clear it out with His love. He is. He's telling people, sincerely, since I've been born again, the greatest gift to me, since besides Jesus, is my wife Penny. And I believe that with all my heart for 11 years since the Holy Spirit introduced me to her at a picnic at a church picnic. That's when I met Penny. And I'm telling you, two weeks after that picnic meeting, the Holy Spirit spoke audibly to me that that's your wife. And I mean, I was so grounded in a foundation of the kingdom of heaven that when I hear the audible voice of God, to me it's written on a tablet of stone like Moses' Ten Commandments. And I don't fluctuate because I know God face to face inside my body since I've been born again as a temple of the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, we've gone through a lot of tremendous persecution. We've gone through insane warfare. I mean, warfare beyond imagination that few people in history could even imagine. I mean, sincerely, it's been absolute craziness. (laughs) But God is a man of war, and He's developing that warrior nature in us to be leaders of the tribes of Israel, of the 144,000, of the 12 stars of the Bride of Christ's crown, which is the apostolic and prophetic government of the Kingdom Age, me and many of you also. And so we had to go through all this 
to rely exclusively on the throne of grace and the spirit of grace. And along the way, I mean, thousands of the enemy's arrows have hit us in the back, have hit us in the heart, have hit us in our mind. And people are so wounded that we need to have a drink of God's love and get healed. You go through that much spiritual warfare, not everyone's got the full armor of God on. I watch people get picked off every day. I mean, next thing you know, I see them on Snapchat and, you know, it's like, whoa, they're on drugs and alcohol and sexual morality. And it's like, you're speaking in tongues and on fire for God last week. You know? And it's just like, so many people come in and out of the kingdom. And then they struggle when they come back to the Father. Are you going to condemn me? The younger prodigal son syndrome. It's like, no, you're not ever condemned. There's no condemnation in, fa- in the Father or the Son. Anytime that your heart turns back towards God, you're immediately washed. Even if you do it 70 times, 7 times per day, Jesus taught. So we don't condemn anyone. We don't condemn ourselves. Because God doesn't. Who are you in agreement with in your heart? Who are you in covenant with that you supersede God's judgment seat? Who made you unrighteous judges of yourself and others? Satan and his angels did. And it's time to remove Satan and his angels, which is the government of the sun and the government of the moon, from this universe, says the Lord God Almighty. With the government of God, of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. And not just government, because people hear government, they think power. No. Think love. God is love. Read 1 Corinthians 13 over and over in the Amplified Classic until it's written on your heart, and there's no doubt about it. I am loved. Because you can only receive my word to the measure you've received my love. You can't receive from someone if you don't think they love you. So Satan comes in like a word twister in the Leviathan Principality and says, he doesn't love his wife. She doesn't love his husband. They don't love their partners. They don't love the people. They have no love in their hearts. It's all about them. They're building a little empire. And all this demon possession, snakes everywhere, lies and snake pits and hell's confusion comes in. And the only thing Satan needs to do is confuse divine love. And he's got you. You're gone. But if you can be rock solid, built upon the solid rock of Christ because God is love, then you can't leave the great shepherd. You can't leave the springs of the waters of life, Revelation 7:17. You can't leave the river of life. You can't leave the kingdom of heaven. But if you're not built up in love, Satan can tempt you with 200 million different things every day. All sin is a lack of God the Father's love. Religious sin, which is twice as evil as rebellious sin. It is. Literally twice. Satan isn't so much that re- that much rebellious. People think, oh, he's very rebellious. You know, he's a. It's all about the drugs and the alcohol and the revel. That's not who the devil actually is. That's not the nature of Satan, the crack dealer. The crack dealers are sweet in my neighborhood compared to the Pharisees. Ser- Satan is a religious angel. <laughs> People that are religious are exactly like Satan the angel of light that deceives, that is a murderer. That light of the religious star Satan is the light of murder. 
called Cain, the mark of Cain in their forehead. That's what's being dissolved out of peoples that struggle with condemning themselves and condemning others. You're being delivered of the light of Satan today in your hearts and brains, in your bodies. All that bitter wormwood water that you drank that you thought was Christianity, that was actually spewing out of the mouth of the red dragon as it's written in Revelation, all those bitter waters are going to turn sweet in your hearts with springs of the waters of life springing up in your heart unto eternal life. Amen. The apostolic is for every city on earth. It's, it is. Apostolic is the springs through all hearts, the, the lowest in the kingdom, the lowest, the servant of all, the scum of the earth and the refuse of all society, as the Apostle Paul testifies. That's the true apostolic. The ox of God nature horns out heads down in the muck and mire of the nation's heart soil. Don't even ask, don't even ask questions. You know it's all just death and hell in every heart. And then as you break those chains off of every heart and you plow their heart soil, you begin to plant seed. The man comes behind the ox and plants the seed, the word of God. Amen. And the lion and the eagle? Well, that's the fire and the glory. That's the vision. That's the love. That's the word. Spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus. And so you see the wonderful four-faced man working in perfect servanthood as the Son of God underneath the nations to build them up. It's time to build everyone up in agape, sacrificial, selfless, divine love. Amen. With the ox, and with the man, and with the lion, and with the eagle. For many of you are manifesting the ox, and the man, and the eagle, and the lion, the four faces of God the Father. Many of you. That's what sonship is. You have been made perfect in love until Christ is fully formed in you, the Apostle Paul says. Has Christ been fully formed in you? Oh, I, I don't earn it. I don't deserve it. What do I need to do? And it's like, it's a gift. It's not called grace. In Revelation, it's called the gift of God. Jesus the man is grace. The man of grace has appeared. Receive the Messiah into your heart. The gift of God. Can you imagine someone giving you a Christmas gift and say, but you got to do chores around the house? And I know some of you come out of hell, and your parents probably made you do that. But seriously, you don't earn a gift. You just receive every good and perfect gift that comes down from the Father of lights, in whom there is no shadows nor turning. He's the shadowless one. The tree of life is shadowless. The branches of the tree of life cast no shadows, and the leaves of this tree are the healing of the nations because it's a Shekinah glory bush, or a Shekinah glory tree, the burning bush typology. Amen. So when you cover the nations or cover all flesh in the agape of God, you are covering them with a shadowless tree of life because God is love. That differentiates the common from the divine, doesn't it? It's a little different than phileo, carnal love. Carnal-minded love cannot compare to the tree of life, shadowless love. 
Divine love is altogether other. And that is what, a, what we are becoming. That is what the Holy Spirit is changing your heart to become. A shadowless tree of divine agape love that goes straight up, has no turning. The turning is the confusion of your mind pulling you back into the religious demon, beating yourself up under a con condemnation spirit. Works. No, don't go back under the law. Come on, he fulfilled it. Stay in the tree of grace. Or the rebellion stuff, you know, the lust of the eyes and the greed of the mind. You know, the temptations of gold, glamour, girls and guys, and all that nonsense. When you're without turning, because he's without turning, not that you can be without turning except in covenant with him, which is your spirit growing in his spirit, 33-year-old Jesus Christ on the throne, the spotless lamb, the Messiah, is also the creator. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. That Lamb on the throne created you. You are married to the living God. The Messiah is the King of Israel, the King of the nations, the King of the universe, and the Creator Himself. He is the Almighty. You married Almighty God. Wasn't that the Father? No, it's the Son and the Holy Spirit also. Trinity, one God. You can't separate the three. Jesus is the Almighty. In Isaiah, Jesus is called the Father, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Whoa. Amen. That's why he would say with confidence, looking, looking at these people right in the eyes, You've seen me? You've seen the Father. It is written in the Gospels. You're looking at the Father. He said that right to their faces. And they picked up stones to condemn him. You think you're greater than Abraham? It was about some carnal religious ritual and rite. It was about some kind of sorcery to them. When you're in the flesh, you're a sorcerer. When you're in the spirit, you're a priest of the Melchizedek order. 100% of the time, you're born again priests and kings at birth. It's not something you become. It's something that unfolds of what your gift and salvation package was. Whoa, my divine nature. I'm of the heaven of the heavenly kind. <laughs> I don't need to live in the demon anymore. I can live in Jesus Christ. I can agree with Jesus and disagree with the lies of Satan. I can be free from Belial, the father of lies, today. That's what I'm seeing in most of the members of the Bride of Christ that struggle tremendously with receiving any kind of mature teaching and training in righteousness. They're so wounded from the outer court and the inner court and so much mixture in the carnal brain and the star remphon and the tabernacle of Molech and all the self-righteousness that goes with remaining in the inner court and outer court that's still partially about you and not all about Him as it is in the holy place. All of that mixture that hasn't been sacrificed because you haven't been able to receive love yet is going to be melted out of you now. The purity of the Father will be continuously demonstrated to you through God's apostles. Amen. With springs of the waters of life springing up in your heart in such pure and perfect unconditional love that the accuser will actually dislodge from your hearts and minds today. 
you actually feel your heart changing and melting in your own in your own chest and the chains of hate of Satan and the bitterness of covenant with the red dragon which most Christians are still in covenant with Satan can you be in covenant with Satan and covenant with God, what do you think double-minded, unstable in all your ways is? What do you think Galatians 3, 1, having begun in the spirit, trying to finish in the brain is? The bewitchment. You're in covenant with the red dragon and in covenant with the Lord Jesus. And you're getting torn between two kingdoms, and that's why most of you have so many problems. You don't even have a full commitment to the Lord Jesus in your whole heart yet. You know? <laughs> and it's not about the treasures of the world. It's not about prosperity. It's not about success out here in business in the natural realm. It's about your heart in covenant with the red dragon. You come out of the red dragon, you come exclusively into the Lord Jesus today with your whole heart, God will prosper you a hundredfold what you could have ever done by your human ability in covenant with the red dragon, which is just being a human, stuck in the flesh. When you're not in covenant with Satan, you're not in the flesh anymore. You're in the spirit. Amen. It's true. Circumcise your hearts and see for yourself that every word I'm telling you today is the truth. You get out all of those fears in your heart, which are covenants with Satan. All you're going to have in you is the goodness of God blazing through you like a menorah. Will your, will your problems cease? They might increase externally, but internally, you'll live in the Garden of Eden. That's how it's been so easy to do this against all odds for 13 years. My heart has been in heaven this entire time of ministry. When you're attacked and you're in love, I don't even hold it against them. I don't even care. When all these people say all these lies and horrible things about us, it's like, I know what comes with the territory. It's written in the Bible. I'm going to keep growing in love. I'm not going to let my love wax cold because people are in covenant with Satan. The red dragon's waters are being offered to them and 200 million tables of demons in every single city in the world. It's rubbish. We're going to keep going in glory, growing in the tree of life, growing in the shadowless one, not even turning to the left or the right. It actually inspires us to be more focused in rising as the Lord Jesus rose from the dead right through our hearts and minds, to cover these people because they're sick in their hearts. They're sick in their hearts from drinking the red dragon's poison. The serpent in the garden is in their heart. They're poisoned. Many Christians are poisoned by the snakes in the wilderness, and they're hopeless. They don't even see a possibility for heaven on earth. They're talking about wars. They're talking about all kinds of horrible stuff in the natural realm. They have more faith in Satan to kill them than in the Lord Jesus Christ to raise them from the dead. It's true. That's why you got so many prophets lying to you. They don't believe the good report. Heaven on earth? Well, we tried. We even had dead raising apostles, and we tried, and we just couldn't do it. So take me home, Lord Jesus. It's true. You even have apostles in the church age that raised 200 people from the dead but are still totally bewitched, got outside-minded, and don't even understand how the new covenant works at all. How is that possible? It's the inner court. Inner court apostles, inner court lions, inner court eagles, inner court prophets haven't even entered the holy place to be with the heavenly Sanhedrin that understand the full working of the new covenant, the perfection of the new covenant. 
the ability of the glory of God, the knowledge of the glory. It's about revelation, being a fire walker, walking on sapphire stones. You keep walking on more and more sapphire stones, which is going from glory to glory. He renews your youth like the eagle. What is the eagle? It's the spirit of prophecy, the staff, sapphire stones. And as you are a fire walker that walks on sapphire stones, that receives every living word from God every day, your daily bread, your youth is continuously renewed like the eagle. That's how we overcome death very easily. But you can see all the distractions and temptations everywhere of why no one's done it. Why no one's been able to do it because it's like, as soon as you get a little success in ministry on the right track, it's like, here's a thousand people in your church. Now just be busy for 50 years and die. You know? And they'll please the people in the church and it's Laodicean. But the sons of God, us who are predestined foreordained to demonstrate fullness, couldn't be tempted by the mess. You know? We'd already had it all. You know? I lived on the lake, had the tennis court, had my own wave runner, and then lived in a trailer, pooping in a five-gallon bucket, eating top ramen. I mean, the extreme wealth and extreme poverty. Experienced all of it before I was even 18 years old. God accelerated those experiences so I wouldn't waste my life in the realm of the natural. So when I get born again, I was certain there's nothing there. I can be 100% into the kingdom of heaven with my whole heart and mind every day the best I can for 19 years. It's true. And all hell's broken out every day. It's been crazy. But it's been crazy awesome. It has been the best. There is nothing better than walking with God. He is so faithful. And now it's time to walk in a greater love that the world's never known. This, this love will replace all the drug epidemic easily. Easily. Just, people be breathing in the atmosphere of your cities and they'll just be melted in their heart and it'll just fall off them. That's how effortless deliverance ministry of the holy place of the throne room ability actually is. That's what's coming forth. It's called sonship, the manifestation of the sons of God, the ability of the throne of God on earth with not even one bad thing in it, not even one shadow, just all love until everyone's melted and the whole world will be melted by the love of God. We love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. We're upgrading our studio. I'll tell you the truth. We put 15 grand into the studio in the last six months. Partner with other ministries. Grow with us. Partner your finances into this ministry. As this ministry grows, your business grows. It's a beautiful thing. It's prescribed in the scriptures for your benefit. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Amen.